This is episode 38 of the History of Podcast. I'm Robert, and today's episode is the history of Mother's Day. I'm glad you're tuning in, and guess what? Those flowers you're actually going to give your mother, I know you're going to give your mother flowers, they just got a little bit fresher because you listened to the history of. And it doesn't work if you don't get your mother flowers, so please make sure you get her some, and then uh, they'll be a little fresher. You're welcome for the boost. To start, I have the egg carton count, and this week's egg carton count is... I think it's I think it's 47. I haven't gotten an official count for this week, but I think it's 47. And I know these past two episodes have been a little short, but next one will be Brobden Nagian. And yes, that's a real word. I just learned about it, and it means huge. So I guess the word itself is Brobden Nagian. So go out and impress your friends using big words. What I'm trying to say is you're going to love next episode. It's going to be great. Um, I should probably start talking about Mother's Day at this point. Um, so here we go. Like every other holiday we've covered in the past, Mother's Day has has some ancient predecessors. Um, and the Greeks held a festival for their god Rhea, who was known as the mother of all gods. And her mythical husband Cronus, had a, he had a weird thing with swallowing his children. Not sure what that one was all about. But the Phrygians in Asia Minor also held a festival for their mother god, Cybele. And in Rome, Cybele literally had a cult following. Like, they actually had the cult of Cybele. But um, in in the mythology, she was pretty wild and was thought to be uh, accompanied by a lion. Maybe not the first thing that comes to mind when you think of mothers. I don't know about you, but that depiction of a mother kind of weirded me out a little bit. Not the first thing that, that I think of. But... After all this mythology, we get to the Catholic Church. And it seems like every holiday runs through the church at some point in history. Um, But where that occurs with Mother's Day is the fourth Sunday in Lent. And that's observed as Later Sunday. And Later means to rejoice with an exclamation point or to be joyful. And its original meaning goes back to the Virgin Mary as the mother of the church. But it has since adopted a broader uh, broader implication of all mothers. And it is known as a break of rejoicing in the midst of Lent. And churches are themed with pink instead of purple on later Sunday. And traditionally, Catholics cannot get married during Lent. But, uh, of course, there is an exception made on this Sunday. And I guess, I guess it almost has to do with motherhood. Maybe a little more with the Virgin Mary, but I thought I might tie that in. Um, but... Mother's Day was sort of already a Catholic tradition for hundreds of years, but several historians credit Anne Jarvis with the idea of modern Mother's Day. She created Mother's Work Day in the 1850s, which was intended to teach mothers how to be better homemakers, teaching more advanced skills with better sanitation in cooking and cleaning. And in the Civil War, she assembled groups of mothers to aid the soldiers. And another lady named Julia Ward Howe wrote an appeal to womanhood throughout the world. And she had a conflict with her husband regarding her freedoms as a woman and as a mother. And she helped uh, shape Mother's Day into something about uh, the mother's role beyond the kitchen, that mothers make us who we are because they raised us. And her in uh, what she called her appeal to womanhood throughout the world, Julia Howe put a humanitarian spin on motherhood. She did not directly reference Mother's Day uh, in her appeal, but she elaborated on the needless loss of war from the perspective of a Christian mother. 
and I'll read the last paragraph from her appeal because she has she has an unexpected call to action in her last paragraph. So here it goes. In the name of womanhood and of humanity, I earnestly ask that a general congress of women without limit of nationality may be pointed and held at some place deemed most convenient and at the earliest period consistent with its obje- uh, objects to promote the alliance of the different nationalities, the uh, amicable settlement of international questions, the great and general interests of peace. Um, The whole document is linked in the description, and it's only one page long. You might want to read it if you want. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But Ann Jarvis uh, started it, just kind of recap. Ann Jarvis started Mother's Day, and Julia Ward Howe put a spin on it. But Ann Jarvis passed away in 1905, and in 1908, her daughter Anna Jarvis started a tradition at Andrews Methodist Episcopal Church in West Virginia, and in memory of her mother and all mothers, participants in the memorial-slash-celebration would wear white carnations for mothers who have died and red and pink carnations uh, in honor of the mothers who are still with us. So you could say the second generation of modern Mother's Day, remember the first generation was about uh, was about cleaning and better sanitation, but the second generation was centered around remembering mothers who have passed on. And Anna Jarvis began campaigning to make Mother's Day a national holiday. And in the same year of the first real Mother's Day, 1908, Senator Elmer Burkett explained to Congress that Mother's Day was put forth by the YMCA and should be made into a publicly recognized holiday. And a statement was met with disdain, confusion, and argument And some congressmen argued uh, it would be offensive to dedicate only one day to recognize mothers because every day should be Mother's Day. And there was also a debate over whether the recognition of mothers could and should be legislated by Congress. So uh, as you may have guessed, the first proposition of Mother's Day to Congress was rejected. But Anna Jarvis and all the other advocates for the holiday did not give up uh, because Mother's Day was made a national holiday in 1914 under Woodrow Wilson. And to put a cap on all this, Anna Jarvis died hating the holiday, believe it or not. Uh, she was she believed that commercialized measures taken by the American public were insufficient in showing sincere appreciation for mothers. She hated greeting cards and believed giving your mother flowers was vain. So please, make your mother feel loved because she deserves it. I'm not going to hate on your greeting cards because I do it too. Just treat your mother well. So, happy Mother's Day. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, don't listen to the next episode just yet. I'd appreciate if you could take just 10 seconds to rate or write a review for The History Of. It really does make the episodes better. And if you think you have a friend who might enjoy this podcast, tell them about The History Of, their new favorite podcast. And you might just make their day. I'd like to thank you all for your gracious, loyal support. And until the next one, I'm Robert Lakatosh. Thanks for listening.